Amen. Come on, don't stop praising God. This is the day the Lord has made. Come on, come on, you can do better than that. When you think about the goodness of the Lord, come on, and all that he's done for you, come on, give him the glory. Give him the honor. Give him the praise. Hallelujah. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To everybody, come on. You are. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To you a good, good father. Come on, just hum that through your spirit. That's it. You can say it. We're going to put everybody in the choir today. It's congregational worship. Yeah. Yeah, let that marinate into your spirit. On Father's Day, what a marvelous father you had. Come on, give God some praise together. Let the redeemed of the Lord show forth what a mighty God we serve. Come on, there's a hallelujah somewhere. There's a glory to God somewhere. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, bless his holy name. God, our Father, we thank you. We echo the sentiments of the psalm writer who upon finding favor and presence with you simply declared, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Now, Lord, on this day we have again entered into this sacred and holy place. And the atmosphere is right. The barometric pressure is right. The energy is right. We are in the presence of a holy God. A God who loves us unconditionally. God that woke us up this morning put us in the right state of mind. And God, we've come again to lift up your name, to magnify you and give you the glory. We often sing a little song here, Lord, that says, what a mighty God we serve. But, Lord, we just want you to know that we love you. We adore you. We're fascinated by you. You are an awesome God. There is none like you. And so, God, we've come to enter into your gates with thanksgiving and your courts with praise. Lord, be with us. We invite your presence. We need your power. And we live on your promise. Bless the preacher now, we pray. For we desire to know, is there a word from the Lord? And so God, speak to us with clarity. 
Afford us, Lord, understanding. Give us insight, intellect, and wisdom. And we, we have shared these few moments together. We will go out from this place rejoicing. We will declare as Jacob declared, surely the Lord was in this place. and We have been blessed of you. Lord, help me now, I pray, to do that which I have been called to do. As I stand behind the sacred desk, my favorite place to be, doing what I believe you've called me to do, that I would give encouragement to this people, and that we would run on and see what the end shall be. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, we pray. For thine is the kingdom, power and the glory. And the redeemed of the Lord said together, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, put your blessed hands together. There you go. Amen. That, that sounds better. Don't let your neighbor outpraise you. They don't know what God's done for you. They don't know what you've been through. They don't know where you come from. They don't know the bright future that lies ahead. Look at your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, what a mighty God I serve. No, no, that's the wrong neighbor. Look at another neighbor and say, neighbor, I tried him for myself. He's a way maker. He's a bridge builder. He's a storm chaser. He's my everything. Come on, if God is your everything. Come on, if God is your everything. Just throw your head back and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. Wow. How many know it's just good to be alive? Look at the name and say, neighbor, I got a feeling that everything. No, no, look at another name and say, neighbor, I got a feeling. Come on, use your preaching voice. I got a feeling that everything is going to be all right. Won't he make it all right? I just got a feeling. Something on the inside is telling me that everything. Not some things, not a few things, but everything is going to be all right. Won't he do it? can he do it? Didn't he do it? Hallelujah. Amen. He, he, don't, don't, don't give me that one yet. I, I got a long way to go. I'm, I'm too old to get excited early. Amen. God bless you. Happy Father's Day to all of our men. And uh, to those of you who have stood in and have lended your support along the way as surrogates and standing, and I don't believe there's any such thing as a stepfather. We need fathers of, of every caliber. And if you have been enlisted to serve, I, I want to say happy Father's Day to you. They don't have a happy stepfather's day. They just have a father's day. And so we're going to corral all our brothers today. And give honor where honor is due. Amen. And so we'll have a men's day and a women's day and all that, but this is Father's Day. And to all of our fathers, and in memorial, we bid all of you the peace of God as you reflect on the life of your father. Amen. And uh, we want to say to all of our men, uh, enjoy the day uh, as best you can. And maybe your chore list will be a little shorter today since it's Father's Day. Amen. Instead of ten stripes, maybe you'll just get five. Amen. Grab your Bibles on this Father's Day. It's good to see our brother Brian is back on the job. Amen. Amen. Still got his, 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 his recovery boot on, so he'll have to use that other foot to, to pound on the drums and 
and stuff. But it's good to see him. And again, he's a new father. Amen. Amen. I, I believe Brian might be our most recent father. Amen. Anybody got Brian beat? All right. Well, I'm going to give you a little something special from the pastor. Go, go spend some money. Amen. I'm, I'm going to bless you today. Amen. And, and to our oldest father, uh, I'll give you something, too, because you need all the help you can get. You'll have to wrestle and see who. The, I don't know who the oldest father might be. I don't know. It's it, it, Davis looking around saying, don't cut my blessing. I got it going on. You, yeah, you in here. So that, that that's what it's going to be. Deacon Davis and Brian. Amen. We're going to bless them today. Uh, out of Miss Mitchell's checking account. Amen. I'll, I'll, since it's Father's Day, we'll use her money. Amen. Oh, she got some. Reading I know because I got less. Amen. But we want to bless you. Happy Father's Day, guys. And uh, again, this is a great day of celebration. In Proverbs chapter 27, Brother Anderson may have already given you insight through our visual ministry and the prompts. But I want to lift up Proverbs chapter 27, one verse and one voice. Uh, it's good to see all of you in the house of the Lord today. Uh, we don't intend to trouble you long. Uh, at Proverbs chapter 27, from the New Living Translation of the Bible, if you will slide your finger down to verse 17. Proverbs chapter 27. At verse 17, when you find your place, just say, I got it. Amen. New Living Translation, uh, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. God bless you. You may be seated in the awesome presence of the Lord. Again, this is, uh, on the surface, our Father's Day message, but it is something in here for everybody. God bless you, Sister Mary, and I see you ushering today. God bless you. Thank you for your service. To the ladies from our praise ministry, thank you for beautifully blessing us in song earlier. Amen. God bless you all. I'm so thankful to have the greatest choir this side of the commonwealth. Amen. Minister Kenny and Brian and these ladies and the others who are rotating through in service. We are being obedient to the governor's edict about social distancing and limiting our capacity, but you all have done wonderfully and to come in and to rehearse and to be ready to lift up praises unto God. I thank you so much. Amen. So we are blessed of God to have all of these wonderful servants. Again, in Proverbs chapter 27 and verse 17, do me a favor and smile through your mask. And maybe you can pull it down and let them see that you are smiling and put it right back up. But smile and look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, pastor is going to preach learning from legacy, a life worth living. Amen. Learning from legacy. A life worth living. I, I'm going to hurry along as best I can today because there are several factors blending themselves together on this Father's Day. And we fathers uh, received notice of a secret meeting at an undisclosed location that is going to be held today that we can plan our staycation getaway strategies for the 4th of July. And all fathers have been invited through cloak and dagger procedures. And we've got to be there so I can't keep us here alone today. Amen. That's fathers only. It's a secret meeting at an undisclosed location so that we can go over our secret staycation strategies as to what we will be doing on the 4th of July. Amen. I recognize that Juneteenth was Friday. We couldn't get the notices out in time. So in, in light of Donald Trump's failure in Oklahoma, we've decided to put our gathering together 
And I love watching that empty stadium. I don't care what you say about politics, but that just did my heart good to see all of the failures of his folly. Amen. But let Barack throw one of them parties and see how it go down. Amen. Let me move on. I don't want to start no trouble and get kicked off Facebook and, and YouTube. But uh, I, I wanted us to look at this particular text because I believe it says a lot uh, for us in light of not only Father's Day, but the circumstances of which we find ourselves. Uh, there are many resumes, uh, April, as I look through the gospel, there are many resumes of good, great, even average fathers that we could have selected for preaching. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I want us to go on record and recognize that I, I really am contrary to the belief that there is uh, uh, really a qualitative measure of saying there's a bad father. I think some folk have not been trained well, and Deacon Anderson and I will verify for you that good training uh, will make for a good soldier. And, and so there are many fathers that can be found uh, in the Bible. In fact, uh, their resumes are quite interesting. Uh, if you go on any street corner, you can even find uh, good fathers, great fathers, or subpar fathers with like same resumes. But I thought about it, uh, Deke McKenzie, and, and so I decided uh, rather than to lean wholly upon the fathers of the Bible, uh, and since we are in reality preaching and virtual preaching, uh, I decided that I would use my own father as my springboard into preaching. Uh, I thought I would use him because I know uh, a little bit more about him than I know about any other man. Amen. And, and so I, I, I thought I would pick him because I believe that when I look at Proverbs 27, uh, it's initially in the first clause of iron sharpening iron. Uh, I, I can see that in my father. Uh, in fact, I, I, I want to tell you today that the man that I am is because of the man that he was. And, and I'm proud to say that, that if, if anybody ever says to me, you're a lot like your father, they've done me a favor. Say amen, somebody. Let me say this to every son and to every every man up and coming, uh, if there's any role model you ought to have in your life, it ought to be your father. Amen. I, I would feel some kind of way, Deacon Anderson, if my sons uh, lifted up some other man above me. Amen. I'd really feel some kind of way if my wife did that. Uh, but that's a whole other story for another court case. Amen. But the fact of the matter is I chose him because I can see legacy over his lifetime. Amen. I've said this before, Sister Scott, and I'll say it again, that, that all of us ought to be very careful uh, and recognize that we are, uh, as vessels of God, chosen to be living legacies. Amen. I thought I'd get a few more. Amen. All of us ought to be concerned about our legacy. What will men say of us when we're gone? Uh, I think that the reality uh, for us today is that we can see the value of legacy. When we're chanting about black lives matter, when we're shouting no justice, no peace, when we're shouting for equality, it's because of those who stood before us. There are men and women who stood and performed admirably that all of us here and now in 2020 can be recipients of their legacy. If it had not been for those persons like Rosa Parks, Mary McLeod Bethune, Martin Luther King, Medgar Evers, you, the list can go on and on. But the reality for us is all of us should be making life statements so that those who come behind us need not hang their heads in shame, but can speak proudly of our legacy. Say amen, somebody. I'm of the mindset that it's foolish to spend all of your life trying to leave somebody money 
and they don't have a mind to manage money. Say amen, somebody. And so it is, I, I, I thought about my own father, and I thought about his, his living legacy. And, and I'll further say this, that, that all of us ought to be very careful that we don't become conditional and compromised. Say amen, somebody. Can I get the brothers to lean in closely here for just a moment? You, you do recognize that when we have uh, brothers who don't know how to pull up their pants, don't know how to comb their hair, don't know how to treat our women folk, I, I can go on with this, but that has something to do with a father or a man who didn't do his job. Say amen, somebody. Thank you, Minister Kenny. I appreciate you, but I can go all by myself right here because I'm telling you now that as a father with sons, I wouldn't have no problem handling my business if my son didn't know how to act like a man. Say amen, somebody. And, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to start no trouble with anybody, but the problem with our society is we are too conditional and have made too many compromises. Say amen, somebody. All of my life when I was growing up, my father was constantly making corrective actions on me. And, and I'll tell you now, sometimes I thought he was a bit too hard. I thought he was too firm and unfair. But I thank God at 59 for what my father did when I was a boy. Come on and help me, somebody. He didn't allow me to be foolish. He didn't allow me to disrespect women. He didn't allow me to carry myself as if I didn't have nobody that cared about me. He constantly took me every Saturday. Our routine was to go to the barber shop. Even if I didn't want a haircut, I got a haircut. Amen. Everything I wore, my daddy said, no, you can't wear that. My daddy told me how to talk. My daddy taught me how to walk. My daddy taught me how so that I wouldn't make a mockery of his training. Say amen, somebody. And, and so we got to be careful. All of us would serve ourselves well to take the affirmation statement of Joshua. I'm going to use Joshua as a springboard. Old man Joshua and old man Solomon, we're going to merge them together today. But Joshua stands up, Deacon Anderson, and says what I believe makes him, it qualifies him as one of the boldest, bravest, and forward-thinking men of the Bible. You know what he said. Joshua stood up before the people, Aaron, and said, as for me and my house. Come on, I wish I had a church here. He said, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. Amen. Some praises ought to go up right there. Joshua says, we. He says, I'm taking charge of this matter, and everybody that's under my authority, maids, servants, people that come in and do business with me, if you are a part of my household, you're going to serve with me as I serve the Lord. Say amen, somebody. In fact, since it's Father's Day, men, let me help you in case you've had some problems making this declaration. Since it's Father's Day and they're going to give us a little break, maybe every man, every father in here ought to stand up right now and look at your people and look along your pew and say with authority with me, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. No, no, every man, look at your people, stand up. Point at them and tell them, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And if you don't like the way I'm serving, you need to find somewhere else to go. You need to come out from under my money, come out from under my food, come out from under my car, stop wearing my clothes, leave my thermostat alone. Because if you can't serve the God I serve, you can't take advantage of how he serves me. Say amen, somebody. In other words, I'm convinced of God that because the Lord has been good to us, we ought to be good to the Lord. I'm hurrying here. I'm hurrying here. He reminds us. He said, listen, this is an upgrade statement. I want everybody to know. Listen, all of us in here, as I mentioned, Kenny, this is Father's Day, but there's a little something in here for all of us. So all, all of us in here would have to be honest enough to admit that God has been good to us. Amen. I, I, I walk through the parking lot. I looked at what y'all drive. I know where some of y'all live. I can tell how some of y'all dress. God has been good to us. Say amen, somebody. And, and, and I'm telling you now, as I see the number of sisters have multiplied it here, that there's probably not a woman in the world that got any sense at all that wouldn't want a man like Joshua and old man Solomon. I don't know too many sisters that wouldn't want a man who can handle his business. 
In fact, ladies, since the men have stood up and declared as for me in my house, sister, just point at them, tell them, go on, handle your business, boy. You, you, do what you got to do. Get this. Listen, listen. I'm telling you now, I think every woman wants a strong man. Say amen. Say, look, I, I, there you go. I, I heard some hollering right there. Because the reality of the matter is, what good is a household if there's not a strong man? In fact, the Bible said that that's the reason why so many households, Brian, get broken into and women come under other men's authority because the strong man was out of position. In fact, look at him one more time and say, don't you get out of position. Amen. Amen. That, that, that's an upgrade. And, and the reality is there are, there are just a few particulars, and we can go on about our business, Kenny. Keep your fingers ready, Brian. Get the boot out the way because the reality is what God is saying to us is that iron ought to sharpen iron. Yeah, yeah. If you, know, if you know anything about friction, if you know anything about grinding, if you know anything about the process of sharpening, it takes something sharp to make another object sharp. Say amen, somebody. And, and, and here it is. If, if you look at it, he said there are some qualities here. There, there are some things we're looking for as iron sharpens iron. And then he throws in, Deacon Davis, that, that a friend can sharpen his friend. Amen. Oftentimes, beloved of God, we forget that we're not in this thing all by ourselves. Amen. That, that's why the church is designed, developed, and sustained around fellowship. Amen. We sing songs like glad to be in the service. We, we talk about, oh, what a fellowship and what a joy divine because all of us are in the body of Christ together. In fact, Aaron, I, I heard the scripture declare that the arm ain't no better than the elbow, that the knee ain't no better than the foot. In fact, all of these parts work together. Look at a neighbor and tell him, you just got to work with me. Listen, it's a, it's, a, it's a foolish condition when you cutting off your nose just to spite your face. We all need each other. I am my brother's keeper. Come on and talk to me, somebody. And, and, and so he reminds me, he said, listen, here's the quality. Here's the quality is, Carolyn, the first quality is that, that we need our men to be men of courage. Yeah, courage. We, we need men who have courage. Let, let me just say it like it needs to be said right along here. For the moment that we're in, for the critical crisis and condition that we're under, we need some men of courage. Yeah, yeah, say amen, somebody. I, I'm telling you now that, that they have long criticized us, Deacon Anderson, telling us that there are more women in the church and women are doing more leading and women are doing more serving. I'm declaring today that we're going to do a comeback. I'm declaring today that the brother's going to rise up again. I'm declaring today that we're going to make a stand and keep our position because the fact of the matter is we need some men of courage. If we are going to cross this great divide of which we are now embarking, we are going to have to have some men of courage. Y'all ain't talking to me. This long-endured conflict of which we are now engaged is going to require that all of our men be men of courage. Come on and talk to me. True men and true brothers and true sons and true husbands and true fathers must be courageous enough to engage and to wage warfare against inequality, against injustice, against Jim Crow, against brutality, against murder, against unfair treatment. Listen, you can't stop me for driving black. You can't treat me bad because I'm black. I'm going to say it loud that I'm black and I'm proud. I still believe in black power. I still believe we got business acumen. I still believe we're smart as anybody else. I still believe we can own our own. I still believe we can be in that neighborhood. And all of our men have got to rise up and say, the devil is a liar, that enough is too much. We've gone the last mile. We've sucked it up for the last time. We've been silent for too long. It's time for the brothers to rise up and give God the glory to fight the good fight, to hold fast to your profession, and don't bow down to anybody. Look at your name and tell them, rise up, brother. Bible reminds us that we've got to deal with this crooked and perverse generation. And now that's Bible for some of y'all that ain't been to Bible Academy in a while. The Bible reminds us that we've got to take a stand against those things. Now I want you to understand, beloved God, that if you ain't got no courage, you ain't on my team. Say amen, somebody. 
I said, if you ain't look, look, look at him, tell him you, you off the team. You ain't got no courage. If you want to talk about it, it's not my fight. I ain't got nothing to do with that. You black, ain't you? You a man, ain't you? I, I want, again, y'all, I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. Y'all know, y'all know my, my, my favorite thing about movies. I like movies. And there's a line uh, in the movie where, 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 where the, the men have been oppressed and, and, and they're getting beat down. And, 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 and he looks at them, Clint Eastwood in character, and, 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 they, and they're talking about they can't fight and they can't win. And he looks at them and says, you men, aren't you? Amen. If you're a man, you ought to have some man in you. Say amen, somebody. Amen. And, and, and he reminds us, listen, listen, we, we, are, we are told, I'm, I'm hurrying, I'm hurrying. D David reminds us, Deacon David, to be men of courage when he said, listen, in his active admonition, he said, listen, you've got to be of good courage. That, that's what he told him. He said, you've got to be of good courage. That's the, the qualitative measure of courage. And courage can't be an on and off switch. Courage has to be 24-7, 365. Say amen, somebody. And then he reminds them, he gives them this active admonition. But watch this, Kenny. He also gives them an active assurance. And here it is, Deacon Walker. He said, your active assurance is that the Lord will strengthen you. The Lord will strengthen your heart, and the Lord will give you a good hope. Look at your name and say, I can use some of that. Uh, he reminds us, he said, listen, in all of your heart, uh, God is going to give us strength. Uh, and I want you to understand now that if we are going to conquer this condition, uh, it's going to require men of courage who know how to operate in their strength. Uh, you don't have to be good at everything, but you ought to be good at something. Say amen, somebody. Listen, I want you to understand now it takes courage to stand up for what's right, uh, when other folk lack the courage to do so. Say amen, somebody. Gra grab your brother and look at him and tell him, don't be that guy. My, my son used to say that to me. He used to, there was a commercial that ran back in the mid-90s, you know, and the commercial would go along and somebody would do something stupid or somebody would do something boneheaded and they would say, don't be that guy. And my son, Dwayne, he fell in love with that one. He would walk around, got on my nerve, made me sick. Every time I turned around, that's all I kept hearing, don't be that guy. But it was kind of funny, but he was right about it because the fact of the matter is you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Ladies, look at your husband and tell him, don't be that guy. <laughs> Children, look at your father and tell him, don't be that guy. <laughs> Brothers, look at another brother and tell him, don't be that guy. <laughs> Why? Because that guy is a bozo. <laughs> that guy is a buffoon. <laughs> that guy voted for Donald Trump. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's different. Sorry, I went too far. But here it is. Here it is. I got to hurry. Secondly, 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 Zach, you, you must be not only a man of courage, but, but we need some men with confidence. Yeah, I, I saw that. Let, let me see. I told you I was going to talk a little bit about my dad. I'm hurrying along, Aaron. I'll be ready to go. My, my dad wasn't anywhere around when they were voting for member of the week, member of the quarter, semi-annual member, member of the year. He, in, in church, in church, uh, uh, in, in church attendance and all, no, no, my, my dad wasn't going to win none of that. But there's one thing I do know about my father. His confidence was in the Lord. Yeah, yeah you missed that. I, I said now he, he wasn't going to win no member of nothing. But, but my father understood that his confidence was in the Lord. In fact, Jeremiah helps my father to qualify his testimony because Jeremiah says, watch this now, but for the Lord's sake, he would help us. Yeah, it's right there. He said, Lord, and this is what I like about it, April. He said, he said that the Lord not only helps me, but he helps me for his own reputation. Oh, help me somebody. I, I'm telling you now, I would hear my father walk around trying, Lord, have mercy on Post Sammy. And, and I would often wonder, what does that mean? But as I got older, I understood that it was not a statement of failure, but he was stating his confidence that no matter, no matter what happened, Sister McKenzie, that the Lord would see him through. Can I, can I get y'all to lean in closer now? Come, come on, some of us know that, that the Lord has been keeping us, not for our reputation, but for his own reputation. Come on and talk to me. You, you, you heard him say it, Sandra. When, when, when Moses told him, he said, listen, Lord, if you don't get these people through this crisis, if you don't get these people out of the desert, other nations are going to say, y'all, God can't handle his business. Other nations are going to say, y'all, God let y'all down. And so let me help somebody shout right on through here. The reason you're still alive is not because you're so wonderful. It's not because you're so smart that you got that job. It's not that you have so much ecumen and so much knowledge that you can keep your money. I'm telling you 
saying now that all of us ought to throw our hands up and shout right now because the reason we're still here is God is guarding his reputation. God is keeping his good name. God is still reminding folk that David was right, that I am your shepherd. I am the food you eat. I am the house you live in. God is guarding his reputation. Look at your name and say, he's a keeper. He's a keeping God for his namesake, for his glory. So all of the power will be. He said, listen, other nations will look at you and be jealous and envious because they recognize the God you served. Look at your name and say, thank God for his reputation. Thank God that he won't let us go hungry. Thank God he won't let us die in our sleep. Thank God that he puts food on our table. Thank God that even though the nation is in a famine, God is still my feast. How many know that God is guarding his reputation? Say amen, somebody. Paul reminds, I got to go. Paul reminds us, Sister Laura, he said, listen, I can do all things through Christ. Amen. That, 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 that's through Christ. And men, if you're going to build your confidence, you've got to build your confidence in the Lord. Say amen, somebody. Listen, it, it, Jesus reminds us, he said, listen, apart from me, you can do nothing. No, nobody wants to live a life of nothingness. I, I thought I'd slow down here, Larry, and, 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 and help us to understand that, that Paul makes this powerful affirmation simply because he recognizes, Scott, that it's the proper attitude. Mm, let, let me say that again. Paul makes this powerful affirmation because he recognizes that this is the proper attitude. I don't know about you, but, but, but I recognize that by myself, I don't have the same power. I recognize that I can't wake myself up. I can't, I can't, I can't make myself walk. Okay, y'all ain't been to church in a while. There's no song we sing in the church that simply says, I can't do nothing without him. I can't walk without him. I, I, I can't talk. Y'all ain't talking to me. I recognize that the reason I am is because of who he is. And so my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I, I trust God. That's why I'm going to hold to God's unchanging hand. That's why I'm going to look to the hills from which come in my help. That's why I'm going to call on the name of the Lord. That's why I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not on my own understanding. Look at your name and tell him, I know what God can do. I tried him for myself. I know what God can do. He brought me from a mighty long way. He carried me when I couldn't carry myself. He picked me up when I had fallen down. He fed me when I was, y'all ain't talking to me. He's been water in my dry places. I know what God can do. And then look at another name and tell ain't nobody like Jesus. Ain't nobody loved me like him. Ain't nobody kept me like him. Nobody stayed with me like him. If my mother and father forsake me, I know the Lord will pick me up. My, my confidence. And then, then Sandra, then, then Sandra he, he said, listen, not only must there be men of courage and, and men of confidence, he said, but you must also be men of conviction. Yeah, if you're going to sharpen, you, you got to be men who stand for something. Say amen, somebody. I, I, heard, I heard an old saint say that, that if you don't stand for something, you'll stoop for anything. Amen. And there, there's too much stooping going on around here. We need some folk who have conviction. Amen. You, you can't walk around talking about for God I live and for God I die and come to church sometime. Yeah, you, you can't walk around talking about how God has blessed you and tithe sometime. Come on, talk to me now. You, you can't talk about what a big baller and shot caller you are on your job, but you don't want to serve in the house of the Lord. Come on, talk to me sometime. You, you can't walk around talking about how many square foot you got in your house and don't care how we take care of God's house. Y'all ain't talking to me. You got to be a man of conviction. Sisters, help me one more time and look at your man and tell him you ought to stand for something. The, the reality is, watch this now, the hour that we're in demands that we have men of conviction. Can, can I call a roll and we'll be on our way? Brian, you about ready over there? We can call a roll because we need men like Joshua and Caleb. You remember Caleb? 
Caleb, Deacon Anderson, Caleb got to be an old man. And Caleb said, listen, I'm still going after my mountain. We need men. I, oh, watch out. Don't, don't, not, not, not Kenny. Don't you do it yet. I'll, I'll jump up out of here. But you need to understand, I'm, I'm getting that old. He, he reminded, he said, listen, I, I'm still going after my mountain. Because me and God made an arrangement. Me and God have some previous conditions understood. God reminds all of us, listen, if you serve me, I'll take care of you. That's why the old church deacon David said, serving the Lord will pay off after a while. Look at your name and say, I ain't got it yet, but it's coming. There are some things. That's why the word reminds us, Audrey, therefore laid up for me. How many know God got some stuff in storage for you? How many know that God got a safe deposit box with your name on it? How many know that God got some things hid up under the Christmas tree that laid up for you but you got to keep pressing on the upward way you got to remember that the arrangements require that you be consistent in your service say amen somebody and so he reminds us there are men like Jesse who brought up some good sons there are men like Jacob who brought up some good sons there are men like Joseph that brought up some good song what 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 do these men have in in, in common they were men of conviction they were men who took a Stand and would not stoop. They held on to God's unchanging hand. And conviction requires that you follow your own constitution. Even when you're in the face of conflict. Jess, come on and help me right here. You done got rid of three men. They must have been sorry. So you're a good idea. You got a good idea what a good man ought to be. I know, Jess, you ain't looking no more. But you just might stumble up on something. If you find a man of conviction. If you find a man with these kinds of qualities, I believe you'll get back in the game. Everybody look at Jess and tell her, get back in the game. You're not too old yet. You still got some hair on your head. You still got a little money in the bank. You still got a little nice car to drive. You still can carry your own water. There just might be somebody out there. A man of conviction. I'm getting ready to leave you alone now. But let me help you understand something, Jess. Conviction requires that you stand even in the minority. And I want every man in this room to understand that you cannot move yourself toward God. God trying to hang out with popularity. You got to learn that every now and then the servants of God are the minority. That's why Deacon Anderson, there are not a whole lot of men in church. But I'm telling you now, I don't care if I'm the last one standing. I'm going to stay with the Lord because God has been good to me. I say God has been good to me. No, I say God has been good to me. And I can't be the only one, Zach, that God has been good to. I know there's some other men in here that can wave your hand and say, Reverend, you ain't by yourself. God has been good to me too. I didn't get old being a fool, but I kept trusting in the Lord. And every now and then I stood by myself. But how many know that you're never alone? The Lord promised never to leave you and he won't forsake you. He always stood right by my side. I thank God for my conviction. I don't I don't like lily livered men. I don't like weak men. That's why I don't like Mike Pence. That's why I don't like William Barr. That's why I can't stand Mitch McConnell because they're afraid to stand for what's right. But I'm I'm blessing God today that I've got friends like Larry Jones. I got friends like Chris Anderson. I got friends like Stalin McKinder. I got friends like Lewis Davis. I got friends like Zach Ross. I got friends like Larry Walker. I got friends like that brother right there. I got friends like Kenny Braxton and friends like Brian. I got friends like Leroy. I'm my own friend because we stand for conviction. Ain't that all right? Jess, I told you not to give up yet because every now and then God will raise up somebody. Every now and then God will pull a ram out the bush. Ain't God all right? My dad had some strange convictions uh, of which I cannot preach right now uh, because I talk about his conditions. Uh, Y'all wouldn't let me be pastor no more. Uh, but I want everybody to know uh, that all of us uh, must be principled in our position. Uh, I kind of like that. Uh, I said all of us, uh, just like my daddy, uh, was principled in his position. Uh, in other words, Lewis, what I'm saying uh, is that he meant what he said uh, and he said what he meant. 
he didn't speak with a forked tongue. You knew where he was coming from. Jess, I'm trying to help you one more time. There's a bit of blessing here, and there's a bonus to be had. We're shaped by God. We're strengthened by God, and we're sharpened by God. I feel... I feel like going on now if I don't choke first. I thank God for where I am because where I am, my father helped me get there. He trained me up in the way I ought to go. Come on and help somebody. Don't forget, my brothers, that there's a somebody out there that's willing to walk with you. There's somebody out there that's willing to help you stand. So don't forget, my brothers. Don't forget, my sons. Don't forget, my husband friends. Don't forget, my father's friend, that no matter what they say about us, no matter what they do to us, no matter what they take from us, us, no matter how they imprison us, no matter how they beat on us, they can't take from us what God has for us. I say what God has for me is just for me. Look at your brother and say, brother, no matter how bad it gets, we serve a good God. Anybody know we serve a good God? Ain't God all right? They can't take from us God's original intention. We were created in the image and likeness of God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, our brothers are bad to the bone. Our brothers are made without fault in the workmanship of God. That's why they walk with him. That's why they talk with him and call his name. Can I get somebody to call his name? I say, what's his name? His name is Jesus. That's Mary, little baby. That's the rose of Sharon. That's the lily of our valley. And I got just one question, and I'll leave y'all alone. I told you, be men of courage. Be men of confidence. Be men of conviction. But why I love him so much, Sandra, why I love him so much, why I hold on to him, why I chase after him, is because he's a man of compassion. He loves me. I said he loves me. I said he loves me. Anybody know the love of Jesus? Ain't the love of Jesus all right? Won't it take care of you? Won't it rock you in the cradle of his arms? You got to hold on just a little while longer because compassion will come. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever... I said, whosoever, I said, whosoever, where my whosoever's at, where my came to him, just as I was, and God loved us, and God took us in, won't he do it? Is there anybody here that God took you in? Is there anybody here that was alone in Ireland, was a sinner too, but you heard that voice, won't he call you? Anybody been called? Anybody heard him? Anybody heard him? Anybody heard him? Say yeah. Say yeah. He loves me. He takes care of me. He walks with me. He talks with me and tells me that I am his own. And the joy. I said the joy. Anybody got joy? Anybody got joy? And the joy we share. Look at your name and say, neighbor, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. God is, God is, fill in your own blank, write in your own statement, but God is my all in all. God is my help, God is my hope, God is my strength, God is, ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? He died. He died. But early, 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 one Sunday morning, he got up. Didn't he do it? Didn't he rise? Didn't he rise? Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Jesus loves me. This I know. Won't he do it? Can he do it? Didn't he do it? Say yeah. 
say yeah because he lives because he lives because he lives I'm still here God is my keeper he gave me courage Paul reminds us we got to fight the good fight amen some of us, Deacon Anderson, I'm, I'm going. I want to help us understand that there are, there are just some 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 bookends here. Kenny, can I finish up a little business? I told you, no matter what they do, they can't take us from our original design. We're, we're the workmanship of God. And Brian, because we're the workmanship, we walk with God workmanship and walk. But then the other book in is that because of workmanship and walking, we worship God. I, I put a little note here, Audrey. I got excited. Kenny start playing those melodious keys. Brian started beating on the box. To a preacher that's just saying sick him. And so I, I, I got some more stuff here I want to talk about being that workmanship because that's our design. We're without fault. In the eyes of God. And, and, and Darren, what I want to say right along through there is, th listen, they, they can say what they want about us. They, they can talk about our hair. They can talk about our britches. They can talk about anything they want, but we're still the workmanship of God. God made black folk too. And, and we're going to keep walking with God. We are, we are walking and we're holding up our signs and we're pumping our fists. But, but before we ever walked in the streets that were paved by them, we walked with him. Grandma taught us that. He walks with me and, and talks with me. And we worship God. And, and, and what I was going to say there, Aaron, is we got to get our brothers back in the church. We, we got to get our brothers, thank you, back in the church. Because we worship God. Here bring your wounded heart. Come ye disconsolate. Songs like that we would sing because we would go out and fight all week long. And when our strength had waned, we would come back and get recharged. That's why the Bible reminds us, Sandra, that daily he loadeth us with blessings. God renews us when we come to worship. And then, then I was going to try to get going, but Kenny pushed me because I had a little note here that said not only does he satisfy me, this is where the good preacher was going to come in, Laura, not, not only does he satisfy me, not only does he see me, not only does he strengthen me, not only does he sustain me, that's good preaching, but you pushed me, Kenny, and then the last shout Deacon Adams was going to be, but he saved me. Oh, Lord, I, I, I felt some preaching right there, but Kenny didn't play fair. He knows we got to get to that undisclosed location for the meeting, Deacon Anderson. And, and, and I don't know about your email, but, but on my email it said that the first 25 fathers that arrive get two top-shelf cigars and a glass of lemonade. So we need to try to be in that first 25 to get them cigars and that lemonade. Amen. Zach, it's undisclosed. You get the email, you know the secret meeting about the, right? Okay, we... And so, and so, I got, I got to let you go. But, but I looked at my own father. I saw his courage. E even in his last days, I saw his confidence. My father was one of those men that believed he can get away with anything. He believed he can pull it off. He, he just had this mindset that it's a Sammy thing. You know, and, and, and I think my father, like, and I'm like my dad. You know, my, 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 my kids call me super dad. But they believe I can do anything. They, they, they just believe that when dad put his hands on it, dad got it. Now, I done about killed myself trying to hold up that reputation. I done climbed on things I ain't had no business climbing on. I done, I done swam out further than I should have swam, you know. These kids going to kill me. And I realize now it's an insurance game. They were trying to get that money. They, 
Deacon Walker didn't mess around and saw one of them policies and said, well, you know what? He's worth more dead. So let's, let's pump up his ego. And, and, you know, I done plugged up stuff, shouldn't have been plugged up. You know, I done, I done frayed some wires that shouldn't have been frayed. And they got, go, dad, go. Go, dad, go. And, and, and silly me, trying to be the man. Because I don't want to be that guy. But I saw confidence. Then, then I, I saw conviction. And I think, and we gone, we gone, Zach. I, I think conviction is critical now. Because if we're not going to stand up now and state our business, we're going to soon be out of business. Being black in America should not be an endangered species. Amen. And we ain't stupid. We see the game. If you didn't pay attention to what's going on from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue these last three years, you need to wake up, old sleeper. The game is afoot. But I thank God the righteous won't be denied. Amen. And, and listen, listen, listen. I told you, he, he, he sees me, he saves me, he strengthens me. But, but the reality for us is this. If we don't sharpen our men, where's the win? We, we, listen, we don't need to be, keep beating up our brothers. It's one thing to correct them. It's another thing to try to kill them. Mentor somebody, man. Take a brother under your wing. Not just, don't try one time to give up. I am what I am because of my father. I saw how my father respected my mother. It wasn't perfect. My, my father treated my mother like a queen, bought her stuff, and called her sweet names. You know, he didn't open doors all the time. You know, he, he wasn't that kind of guy. He, he, was, he was mediocre mushy, you know. He, he, would, he would buy a card or something and just put it on the dresser. He didn't present it with a speech or nothing, you know. But I saw him. And when I met my wife, and, and told him I was going to get married. He said, let me tell you something. Don't marry that gal if you ain't ready to be married. And we start having children. He told me to be a father. Amen. That's the kind of talk we need to have. Conviction. Stand for something. In our churches, we want to get our brothers back. Sisters, we appreciate y'all. But, but it's time for us to start outnumbering y'all now. Amen. And, and, and the better we do this and the sooner we do it, the better off we're going to be. And then last thing, Kenny, you, you pushed me. I, I wanted to give these, these, these are my setups right here. That first of all, we need to study the precious word of God. Get our men back in training. Then it was going to be that we would savor the word of God. In other words, it's like that honey in the honeycomb. And then we were going to shout because we're standing on the promises of a faithful God. Oh, look what God has done. We are here because God kept his word, Zach. And that, that, that could have been our little shout. But thank you, Kenny and Brian. You called these people not to get the whole sermon. And uh, they probably appreciate it, though, because they're ready to go. But I praise God for you today. We are learning from legacy, how to live a life worth living. I thank God for my father. How about you? Amen. Can, can y'all do me one favor as we get ready to leave now? If your father is in memorial, our prayers of comfort and consolation are with you today. But if your father is still living, you see him today, try to remember that, that and encourage him to be a man of courage. Sit down with him and, 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 and build up his confidence. Talk to him about conviction. Ask him, what do you stand for? What do you believe? And then remind him that, that above all things, compassion will win the day. Love covers a multitude of sins, but love also fixes all things. Love heals all things. 
Love restores all things. You, you can put everything behind love, and it always gets better. So, men, this is your day. You've only got about 12 hours left. Make the best of it. If they don't give you nothing, don't worry about it. Go buy it yourself. Let me give you some insight. Every man ought to have a secret account somewhere. Amen. Now, brothers, don't look down at your shoes right now because that gives it away that you already got the account. Act like you don't have it. Don't ever tell them you got it. That way, when the staycation meeting is announced, you can get there. Amen. Never live off your bread and butter money. Fellas, y'all with me? Just a little light thumbs up or a wink from where you are. I get you. Amen. Only one brother was denied that moment. Brother, we're praying for you. But let's stand on our feet together. We're getting ready to go. We do have some special gifts for our fathers. We're going to give those out uh, at the close of the service to our virtual audience. We're going to let you go. And we're going to take care of Brother Brian and Brother Davis with our special gifts today. Father, we thank you today. And pray, God, that you will dispatch and develop among us men of courage, men of confidence and conviction. But Lord, teach them how to love that they might be men of compassion. As iron sharpens iron, the quality of our men is going to be greater. Stronger fathers and stronger husbands, stronger brothers, Stronger men. We're going to look at each other and we're going to learn and glean from each other. Lord, bless these men today as they celebrate being fathers. We're going to bless your name. You have indeed, Lord, been a lamp and a light. And we thank you, Lord, for loving us even in our faults. You've been the source of our every hope. You've healed us when we were broken. You've helped us when we couldn't do it all alone. And you held us and you wouldn't let go. So, Lord, bless these men today. From our most recent father, Brother Brian, to our most senior father, in the room today, at least Brother Davis, and all of us in between. Keep training us, Lord, that we'll keep doing the best we know how. To all of our brothers, to all of our men, we encourage you in the Lord. The battle, the race, the warfare, the struggle. We shall have victory because victory is in Christ Jesus. So I say to you today as we get ready to go out from this place but never his presence, just run on and see what the end shall be. For your victory is in Christ Jesus. And somebody today, Lord, might not have accepted your salvation. And so, God, we pray today that someone would offer up that positive affirmation. What must I do to be saved? Save one today. Save a family today. What a blessing it would be for a family, a father that stood up and declared as for me and my house, and now he's gathered his house together. And they're holding hands and heads are bowed, and they're saying, save us. And Lord, let them know that you not only saw them and heard them, but you will answer them. Save one, save a family. Lord, forgive us of our sins, we pray. Cleanse us from unrighteousness. Draw us into the righteousness that is Christ Jesus. Bless the tithe and offering that is received today.
bless those who do it through other means, but we've got to continue the ministry. And we pray, God, for increase and overflow. We thank you for those who thought it not robbery to love on their fathers today. For the eyes that we can behold and the flowers we left at graveside, we say thank you. Give us this day. Let us go out with forgiveness. Let us go out in fellowship. Let us go out in the continuing growth of our faith. For thine is the kingdom, power and the glory. And the redeemed of the Lord said together, amen, amen, and amen. Be safe, be smart, be saved. We'll see you on Thursday at 630. God bless you. Happy Father's Day. Go in peace.